Good evening. You're now listening to Hidden Gems and Buried Treasures here on Cam Glen Radio 107.9 FM. Thanks to Derek for the usual full steam ahead. Excellent show. Now it's myself for the next two hours. And then at nine o'clock is DJ GJ for a further hour of rock and roll. Kicked off tonight with Magnum. That was Rockin' Chair, a track that has inspired me for many a year. And the reason why we kicked off tonight is because we are going to have that tribute show, I promised, for the late, great Mr. Tony Clarkin. Probably the most underrated rock uh, musicians and uh, writers of songs uh, that this septic isle has ever produced. He should have had more recognition in his 50 years than he got. I also, he, as I said before, was the first live interview we ever had on the show. Hence the reason he will be getting remembered tonight. I'll be playing plenty of Magnum. Some will be tracks that uh, most fans will recognise. But the majority will be my personal favourites. I tried to put this show together last night and I could have had oh a myriad of songs. There are so many great songs that Tony wrote and Bob sang and the rest of the band played. And it was very hard to choose. Uh, I I know a lot of presenters and other stations are actually doing two tribute shows because the songs are so good and they deserve to be heard. Uh, They were probably one of the most unfashionable bands in the UK, but they were superb and should have had a bigger audience than they did. So sit back in that old rocking chair... Put those rocking slippers on and enjoy some Magnum Mania. Then between we will have songs from other people, such as this next gent. This is Gwyn Ashton, who I am sure I saw supporting Magnum up at the garage in Glasgow one year, if the old grey cells are working correctly. So it'll be Magnum, Hard Rain and other things in between. So sit back and nod your head sagely to one of the greatest musicians the septic isle ever produced. Yeah. 
from Cathkin to Camus Lang, from Rutherglen to Halfway, and across the southeast of Glasgow. This is Camlin Radio. 107.9 FM. Your voice, your music, your station.
nice mess you've gotten me into. Position from the wonderful pen of the late great uh, Tony Clarkin. I said it's a celebration of Tony's uh, life and music tonight. Uh, I'm not going to be too serious. We're going to play a lot of tunes that he composed. That, of course, was another nice mess from Hard Rain, which he formed with Bob Catley when Magnum stopped the first time in 1996. That came from the debut album from Hard Rain's album was simply entitled Hard Rain. Another nice mess, and in fact, it's a lovely little connection to here in the Cam Glen area to the Royal Borough of Ruggy, because Stan Laurel, of course, once lived here many moons ago. Uh, so, serendipity, six degrees of separation. I just picked the track because I liked the title. So there you go. And talking of uh, Tony, uh, I'm going to be replaying the first ever interview we had on the show which was, of course, with Mr. Clarkin. And you'll hear that very shortly uh, in its entirety. Uh, and uh, it's a very sort of nervous and uh, sort of fraught presenter because it's the first time I had ever interviewed anybody live on radio and especially one of my heroes. Uh, so I was so grateful to, for Tony coming on and doing it and still am because if I hadn't been for him coming on and agreeing to do an interview with myself, I probably wouldn't have gone and chased all these other names that I've interviewed since then. So I will always be eternally grateful to Tony saying yes to doing an interview on the show here in Cam Glen Radio. But before that, we're going to have a bit of the Stones from their fantastic brand new album. I know they're not a hidden gem, a bit of treasure, but Hackney Diamonds is probably the best Stones album I have heard for a long, long time. Well, I got to take a break from it all Cause the wind and the wilderness call And I just need some peace from the storms I got to take a break from it all And I got to take a break for a while I'll be chopping up wood, I'll be splitting the hat. An old AM radio is all that I've got. It just plays Hank Williams and some bad honky tonks. 
Cause I got to take a break from it all Her way. 
couldn't show her face tonight There's a body in the water And there's blood on someone's knife But the story will be swept away Just to keep somebody clean There's a lot of souls go missing So it seems So it seems Tracks tonight uh, in tribute to the late great Tony Clark. And there's Magnum there from the Escape to the Shadow Garden album, came out in 2014. And one of my personal favourites, uh, Midnight Angel. The lyrics in it are fantastic. And Bob, as usual, sings it with uh, great empathy and uh, character. He's uh, one of the few vocalists I know that can really put uh, the story over. In his actions and in his voice. And I just think that's one of the best Magnum songs written ever. And hence the reason it's on tonight's tribute show. As I said, uh, we're not going to become modelling or anything. It's a celebration of Tony's music and for the fact that he was the first live interview on this show on Cam Glenn Radio seven years ago. And you're going to hear that interview again very shortly. But first, we're going to have a band who went out on their first major tour with Magnum. I remember speaking to Rob Weir many moons ago, and he mentioned that this is the wonderful Taggers of Pantang.
From West House to Stonewall, High Cross Hill to Cunnagar Loop, and across the south east of Glasgow. This is Cam Glen Radio. 107.9 FM. Your voice, your music, your station. Soldier of the Lion, how does it feel? You're far away from home, polishing steel. The sun moves in between the mountain and sky. As dawn puts out its fingers, splitting them wide. Soldier of the Lion, what do you know? About the other side They never show They must be well disguised Biding their time Their armor well prepared So nothing will shine Soldier of the line Would you kill me? Something in your eyes Stopping you see and you turn your head away What's that rolling down your face? Are you okay? Hold back those tears from your eyes Don't show those feelings inside You're in a murderous place i 
fantastic reworking of that early classic from Magnum, Soldier of the Line. And of course, that came from uh, that version from the 1993 album, Keeping the Nightlight Burning. We're having a Tony Clarkin celebration tonight, as he was the first live interview on the show seven years ago. As I said at the top of the show, we're going to play that interview now in its entirety as a nod to, I keep saying it, probably the most underrated rock guitarist and a writer of songs that the Septic Isle has ever produced. So sit back and listen to myself, a very young and, uh, well, a bit younger than I am now, and very nervous uh, presenter talking to one of his heroes. John Fair into a hole and found hidden gems and buried treasures. Good evening, you're listening to Hidden Gems and Buried Treasures here on Cam Glen Radio 107.9 FM. I am John Fell and I did promise you we'd have a little surprise and a very special guest on tonight and I'm glad to say I am now hopefully joined by Mr Tony Clarkin, the man behind Magnum. Hello Tony, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Fine. Thank, thank you very much for joining us, Tony. First off, it's an absolute, yeah, an absolute dream. I was very thankful to your daughter as well because she arranged all this. Uh, first of all, Tony, featuring tonight the Valley of Tears, which is an excellent album reworking of some of the ballad albums. And I know it was Dion's idea behind it. Or maybe can I ask, do you prefer the softer songs or do you like the rockier ones? Really, uh, I don't prefer anything particularly uh, rocky or ballad work. This all sort of came about by um, the uh, record company saying to me, we want you to write a book, <laughs> which is like, <laughs> what a laugh, you know. I mean, right, uh-huh. uh, which I, I sort of went like, I definitely don't want to do that. So I spoke to everyone in the band, you know, and I said, uh, let's, I, I remember Dion saying, why don't you do a, a ballad album because you've written some good ballads and all that sort of thing, you know. And uh, suddenly that came to me while I was talking to Oli Hahn, the German record representative. And I suddenly came out and I said, oh, uh, let, let's do a ballad album instead. And he sort of went, well, okay, yeah, if, if that's what you want. Uh, he could see that I didn't want to do a book or whatever, <laughs> you know. Like, so, I mean, that's how it came about, really. And I don't have a preference. I mean, I think you need some ballad on a rock album, maybe, you know. I mean, it's nice to have something you can really get emotionally involved in, I think. You certainly do that. I have to say, personally, your songs relate to me. I don't know, you're a storyteller. That's why I always keep thinking that's why I like Magnum. It's because the songs tell a story. They're not just pure, bland, three-minute pop songs and gone. There's always yeah. something in it that clicks in my brain, think, oh, that makes me think. And I've thought that ever since I've been listening to you. And I know there's a few other folks here at Cam Glen as well who are Magnum fans as well, and uh, they have the same opinion. It's a band that you, once you get into, you continue to follow. It's not one of these bands you throw away after three seconds. So I think you do a marvellous job, I have to say, Tony. And Thank yourself, you very much. I don't mind Thank saying you. that. Uh, I'll go back to the beginning. I originally contacted Dion, oh, it must have been months ago. Uh, I sent her a question asking who influenced you. If I remember rightly, and the brain's not going, uh, she said Buddy Holly. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I would say so, yeah. I mean, you're talking like uh, 1959. Yeah, exactly. 58, 59. Not yesterday, but uh, it got me thinking, uh, how do you go from the, the bare sort of rock of Buddy Holiday strum, uh, strumming his acoustic guitar to something like Soldier of the Line? They don't seem to be connected in any way, or to well, a layman's I, perspective anyway. 
Well, well you've got to remember there's a big gap in between. I mean, I think when I say I was sort of influenced by Buddy Holly, it was I'd come home from school and put Not Fade Away on as loud as I could possibly put it <laughs> on the record player and, uh, like, and have my chips or something like that and <laughs> just listen continually to it. But what I think I, I meant by, by saying I was influenced by it, it got me into music. Right. Um, rather than the type of music. Uh -huh. although, although I still, to this day, love some of those uh, Buddy Holly things, you know. Well, as I always, always say, and I play a, the odd old rock and roll song on here, because I say, if it wasn't for that, there wouldn't be the likes of Magnum and all the other bands out there. That's they, right, yeah. They were the originators, basically. Can I move on a wee bit further up into the future now? And I remember seeing you with the old lineup, and then when you reformed, you brought in Al Barrow on bass because he'd been in hard rain, obviously. Yeah. Or as, as yeah. I like Bob says it, Al Barrow, his French counterpart. He's brought up a certain amount of social media savvy with the, the fan page, etc. Uh, yeah. And do you think that's brought the band and fans closer together? And it's actually, it's like a stronger unit, both at this point in time, would you agree with that? Yes, I would. I mean, Alan's one of the... He's permanently on the computer all the time. And, I mean, me, I'm not that sort of person. <laughs> I, I, I tell you what I do when I go on. I, I'm looking... If I've written a title for a song or a lyric, I check on the... Put, like, into the computer, I, I go, is there a CD or a film called this? Uh -huh. And so, invariably, that's happened so many times that I've, I've written something that, you know, is already being done, you know. Uh, so, like, you, you have to bin that and carry on and think of something that hasn't been used before. So, uh, I, I, that's what I use it for. Right, <laughs> I have to say, he seems to be always on that fun page. I, I've noticed that. He comments or likes everything that goes on. So, he obviously is into oh, yeah, obviously, yeah. He's obviously up with the... Or I was going to say up with the kids. I don't think there are many... Well, there are a lot of Magnum fans are kids now. I have noticed that at various yeah. concerts. The age range is so vast now. It's not yeah. just like... Uh, I, was, uh, I don't know if you hadn't mentioned earlier on. I was at the, the Sabbath concert last week and... It was basically all guys around my, my age and older. <laughs> there wasn't very many young people there, I have to say. But at Magnum, it seems to stretch from the weest to the oldest. And that's a great thing to see a band still yeah. pulling folks in like that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's great to see when you're looking out, you know, and uh, you see like a real cross-section of human beings, really. Uh -huh. That brings me on to one of the questions I was going to ask you. When you play in Glasgow at the garage, you seem to have made the garage your home. I mean, I remember seeing you at the Barrowlands and various other places. Yeah. But the, the garage seems to have a special atmosphere, and especially at Magnum gigs, because I've been to a lot of gigs there, but Magnum seems highly charged and a very emotional evening. Do you feel the same way, or does the band feel the same way? The, the whole band feel the same way, I've got to say. It's got to be one of the best places we play, and I know people all say, oh yeah, this is the best place, <laughs> this is the best place, but there is, like, it is absolutely electric, and it's like the hairs on the back of your neck stand up, not that I've got any hair on the back of my neck, no, it's a wonderful, I mean, I love Glasgow anyway, uh -huh. well, we always go out for an uh, Indian afterwards. <laughs> right. It's an absolutely great gig, I love it. That's good to hear. I have to say, I enjoy it. That's one of the highlights of my gig going here, if you're up here in Glasgow. And I know a lot of people think the same way. In fact, there's one of the bands I played earlier, the Swampborn Assassins, who are from Glasgow. And I've just since found out in the last few days that their drummer, who I interviewed a few months ago, just before Christmas, is a big Magnum fan. And I oh, hope yeah. he's listening tonight because that came as a surprise because the kind of music they play is totally at the other end of the scale from Magnum. So yeah. I was actually really quite surprised when I found that out. Sure. Sacred Blood and Divine Lies. Well, personally, I think that's the best thing you've done since Storytellers. Basically because 
on the first listen I liked every song and I remember listening to Storytellers and thinking that's a fantastic album this is the band I want to see and Sacred Blood is the same but I have since read and heard that you think it could be better is that what drives you on this quest for perfection? Well yeah it, it certainly is I, I'm not sure whether that a uh, proper quote <laughs> but I tend to think the same as you that I, I think it's our best album since Storyteller. I mean, I listen to Storytellers Night these days, and of course, it, it's like it was made like four centuries ago. I tend to think, Ooh, you know, I listen to things and I'm thinking, wow, how old had that sounds? But I mean, it's a long time since we did it, you know. But Sacred Blood, um, I was real pleased with that. Um, uh, everything seemed to come together real good, and I'm very pleased. I enjoy playing the songs off it as well. Um, and it, I mean, there's always like a couple of things on albums that you record, you know, and you always think, oh, if only I'd have done this or if only I'd have done that. But I didn't have that on Sacred Blood. So yeah. I think that's probably a wrong crime. I'm glad to hear that because I thought, things they must want real perfection because <laughs> I think it's a fantastic album, as I was saying. But that leads me on to my next question. I remember reading the way back, music industry's changed, you don't have record shops, blah, blah, blah. Bands used to bring out two or three albums a year. But you've brought out Sacred Blood, now there's Valley of Tears, and I believe you're writing for the next album. Does it feel like you've gone back in time, that you're actually, it is back in the heyday of record making? Because you can do your own thing so quickly now without record companies hassling you, etc. Well, I suppose, yeah. It's nice to keep the momentum going. That was one of the reasons Ali Hahn and the German record company said to us, like, you know, I'll write a book and all that, and I'm going, oh, forget it. <laughs> and it was sort of a stopgap thing in a way. I was sort of panicking. So it wasn't that we went in and recorded all the songs, although lots of bits and pieces were re-recorded on When the World Comes Down, Bob's vocal, because it's a live track. I had to get him to redo it in the studio because it was all screwed up on the original oh, right. take. So I did a couple of guitars as well, if I remember rightly. Um, to be quite sure, I can't remember what I did now. It's written on the record, though, <laughs> what we redid. It was all remastered and all that sort of business. So um, I love the version of Lonely Night on it, because it's oh, yeah? totally different from every other Magnum sound. It made me think you could be sitting in the lounge of a hotel and that could be playing in the background, you know, and nobody would know it's a rock band that's actually playing that. I thought yeah, that was a fantastic funny. version of that, that song, I really do. Uh, talking of writing songs... Bob, I mean, you've mentioned before in various articles and interviews, Bob gets quite emotional, and I did particularly notice, only after you, I read about that did I actually start watching Bob quite closely, which might be a freaky kind of thing to say, but he got very emotional, especially when he played Dreams, he sang Your Dreams Won't Die at the last gig. I could see the emotion coming through in that song. Do you write from an emotional standpoint? Do you Is there something saying your life's happened and you feel quite upset about it and you want to write about it, or is it just purely you pick a subject set of words, set of musical notes, and that's it. It's just cold, hard musical notes. Or do you, is there an emotion behind Tony Clarkin is basically what I'm asking? Yeah, well, I try and find a subject that I know what I'm talking about when I'm writing the lyrics. So to start with, you've got to know what you're actually writing about. I mean, you can write a song without knowing anything and just write anything, really. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I try to... Lots of things I've researched, in fact, to make sure when I'm actually talking about the subject that I mean if it's mentioned at a time or a place or whatever it might be I make sure they're telling the right story I think it's really important to know what you're actually writing about 
I also I have to write songs to subjects that move me. Right. So, so there is know, an, an emotional uh, element to it, it's not. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. You always seem very reserved. I was half jokingly going to ask, do you still have the big frock coat and hat that you put on for a while for that austere look that you used to have? Because <laughs> you're a lot more friendly looking now when we see you on stage. <laughs> yeah. But one of the things that, talking about writing songs, is having seen uh, Ozzy during the week last week, and I was reading Lemmy's autobiography, he wrote a lot of songs for likes of Ozzy. Have you ever written any songs for somebody else purely for them, not just a magnum cast off? No, never. Certain people have done Magnum songs. Uh-huh. And I do write songs that I would say wouldn't be suitable for um, Magnum. Like in my computer, really. Right. I, I, I don't do anything with them. Um, I, I don't think, oh, uh, let me write a song for um, whoever. Uh, right. Surely that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would, that, I'd pay to see that one, Tony. I certainly would. I think probably the last question, because I don't want to keep you a very busy man, is uh, if the rum, if you stint at the rum runner, the famous rum runner that always gets mentioned in every uh, interview, hadn't led to anything and Magnum had not gone forward, what do you think you would have been doing? I'd probably be doing what I'm doing. Do you mean if I wasn't a musician? If you wasn't a musician, if the music hadn't worked out for yourself, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Um, well, I really don't know. Um, <laughs> Oh, yeah, I have no idea. I, I, I've i been a sort of, since I was 14, I had a guitar when I was about 11, I think, and um, had, you know, sort of dreams of, of playing in a band from that time, and I'm 70 years old now. <laughs> So, so like, you know, it's a long time. Yes, it's still young. That's just a quick question. How long do you think you can go on for, Tony? Do you just take it one day at a time and just say, well, we'll see what happens? Yeah, I mean, I'm excited about what I'm doing now at the moment. I've finished all the songs for the new album. Good. And I'm in and out of the studio all the time. I'm doing about a one day a week at the moment, <laughs> purely because there's lots of other bands in the studio. Uh-huh. But... And then it gets more intense. I mean, Bob and myself, we're doing this rock meat classic. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. Which, yeah, so, I mean, that's like, I don't know, that's 15 dates or 16 all over Germany and Switzerland. But, I mean, that, I'm really looking forward to it. It's like a 40-piece orchestra. Oh, right. A choir and a, a backing band and that, you know, and uh-huh. uh, some very well-known people. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, that's so, just- what I'm saying is I'm still really enjoying what I'm doing. That's great to hear, I have to say. I hope when I get to your own age, I hope I still get the same enthusiasm for uh, what I do as well. Well, can I yeah. just, I'll, I'll, I'll let you go now, because I know you're a busy man, and say thank you very much for Tony for joining us here on Camel Line Radio. It's been an absolute yeah, pleasure and an honour, and I look forward to the new album, and uh, when you're back in Glasgow again. Thank, thank you very you. much, Tony Clark. Thank you, John. Tires, thank bye. You. Bye. John fell into a hole and found hidden gems and buried treasures.
There's a stone lamp on the table Throwing shadows to the gable And you swallow if you're able On a storyteller's night From the pool house chimes indifferent Seven towers, seven sisters Every black heart walks the distance On a storyteller's night Try to sleep on your pillow and dream Sleep all God's children to keep Though we all lose track of time Disappears like faded lights Keep the nightlight burning I'm broken in the rain Keep the nightlight burning I'll be with you once There's a chill wind at your back door And the fire cracks on the damp floor You hear footsteps, but you're not sure On a storyteller's night See the night sky supernova Chase the cold moon passing over Start the dragons, fight a smolder On a storyteller's night Try to sleep on your pillow and dream Sleep all God's children to keep And all lose track of time Disappears like faded lines Keep your nightlight burning Comfort will the rain, yeah Keep your nightlight burning
classic that is Storytellers Night from Magnum and that was the interview we had with Tony seven years ago way back uh, a long time ago now and uh, the first uh, live interview we had on Hidden Gems and Buried Treasures here in Cam Glen Radio 107.9 FM the one that kicked off my well I suppose it gave me the enthusiasm and uh, I suppose the chutzpah if there's a word uh, to go and uh, ask people who you thought might not want to in- be interviewed on a small station like ourselves but it turns out they, a lot of them do a lot of them are very nice people in the rock world mm, there are a few that mm, <laughs> maybe I wouldn't go back again but uh, Tony was not one of them we spoke to Tony again a few years later as well uh, he was always willing to come on and talk and again big thanks to his daughter Dion who arranged that interview way back in 2017 now it would be and uh, who helped me out for various other things throughout the years with Magnum. And uh, it is a, a real loss, I have to say. I can't believe I will never see Tony on a stage again with Magnum singing songs like that. Uh, it really, it's, a, it's the first time in my life probably that somebody in music who I don't really know as in I've spoken to him and interviewed him, but not sort of really personally, has actually affected me. I'll say that near now. It's a strange one. Really, really strange one. And that's why tonight we're having a celebration of Tony's work with Magnum, Hard Rain, etc. Well, on we go with some more music. This is Kyle from Fear and you're listening to John Fell on Cam Glen Radio.
Radio, 107.9 FM. Your voice, your music, your station.
Oh, yes. Another bit of classic Magnum, and classic in my mind anyway. And that was from the comeback album, Breath of Life, that came out in the early noughties. That was The Face of the Enemy. It's a celebration tonight of Mr. Tony Clarkin's uh, musical prowess and songwriting. Uh, Magnum, Hard Rain, etc. As he was, as I keep banging on about, the first live interview we ever had on this show seven years ago. For that Magnum track, we had another band who have been on stage with Magnum, have toured with Magnum, the wonderful Thea from Down Burton on Trent, and that was a track called The Ghost Lights. And I came across Thea thanks again to Tony's daughter, uh, who told me they were playing at a festival in Lanarkshire, and I happened to go to it, and I met this Mr Lamley Senior, and he said, oh, I've got a CD for you. <laughs> he was told to give me one when he met me. And today is Kyle Lamley's 30th birthday. So happy birthday, Kyle. We've interviewed him on the show on a couple of occasions as well. Well, a band who have also shared the stage with uh, Saxon, with Magnum, is Saxon. Getting ahead of myself again. They will be at uh, the O2, uh, O2, no, O2 Arena. They will be at the Ovo Hydro. Getting ahead of myself. My wee brain's going daft. Uh, with the Mighty Priest and the wonderful Uriah Heap. If you haven't heard our mix, our Mick Box interview, uh, go online to allthews.camglenradio.org. Click the Listen Live. Scroll back a few of the shows. I replayed the interview uh, the week of first week in January. Uh, we had a wee review show, and you can get the full Mick Box interview there as well. As is the Tony Clark and into from 2017, you go onto the station's uh, YouTube site, you will find that on there as well. But as I said, Saxon are coming in March of this year with The Priest and The Heap. And I've got a brand new album out, Hell, Fire and Damnation, which is very apt since we are sitting in an old church hall here, a converted church hall. So I'm going to play a track from it now. There's something in Roswell.
to a hole and found hidden gems and buried treasures.
another track in our magnum mania tonight, a tribute to the late great Tony Clarkin. That was Dragons of Rio from the 2007 album Princess Alice and the Broken Arrow. It's a wonderful title phrase out of the albums, Tony, and some fantastic artwork, mainly from Rodney Matthews over the years. Absolutely, they just went hand in hand. It was a marriage made in heaven. Uh, and that was a toss-up because you were either going to get Dragons of Rio or a face in the crowd from Into the Valley of the Moon King. And in the interview, you heard me talking about Sacred uh, Blood, Divine Lies as being the best album since Storytellers, in my opinion. There are no tracks from that today. I just realised that because there were so many songs I could pick from. As I said, there's a few of the usual crowd pleasers, maybe not the versions you normally hear, and the rest of them are just my personal choices. And we'll probably play a lot more of my personal choices over the next few weeks as well. But tonight, it's all about Tony Magnum and celebrating his songwriting talent, guitar talent, and his life, basically, as he was, as I keep banging on, first live interview we had on this show. If you like your rock, there's Rock Tuesdays, Young Derek, myself, and then DJ Gigi at nine o'clock on a Tuesday. We have Jimmy Heaney on a Wednesday evening with Pop Rock, uh, Alt Rock, various different things, a conveyor belt of live acts, <laughs> the way he's going at the moment. <laughs> It's amazing. Uh, we have Cece Badass from the States uh, on a Thursday evening. We have our Brian Byrne on a Friday evening with Ska, Alt Rock, The Beatles, you name it, he plays it. Uh, our Remy on a Saturday. And then the Mercurial Mr. Robert Fields on a Sunday evening with his classic rock-inspired show. Back around to Mondays with Derek McCutcheon and his... Uh, Pop rock of an evening as well. We've got other shows as well. We are your local station, 107.9 FM. If you can't get us on the old FM bandwidth anytime, you can go online to all the w's.camglenradio.org and click the listen live. Well, a lot of people said Magnum should have been bigger in the States, but for whatever reason, they weren't. But we go across the pond now to one of, uh, I would say, their contemporaries in a certain respect. This is Wonderful Journey.
From West House to Stonewall, High Cross Hill to Cunnigarloop, and across the south east of Glasgow, this is Cam Glen Radio 107.9 FM. Your voice, your music, your station. Track from the second Hard Rain album that uh, Tony and Bob did together. That was When the Good Times Come. You're listening to John Fell here and Hidden Gems and Buried Treasures on a Tuesday evening, Rock Tuesdays, on your local station, Cam Glen Radio 107.9 FM. It's a tribute to the late, great Mr. Tony Clarkin tonight. Uh, basically, because I'm a big Magnum fan 
And also, he was the first live guest on the show seven years ago. So, I said I would let the dust settle after his sad passing and we would have a tribute show. And I'm playing some of more well-known Magnum tracks that uh, most fans will know of, but most of them are my personal favourites. And it was a really hard job to try and pick so tracks for this show tonight because there are so many. Uh, I, I could have played album after album in its entirety. Uh, but I have to pick certain ones. And over the next few weeks, we'll probably play a few more of my favourites, etc. Well, you heard in the interview that we played, the 2017 interview uh, that we played again tonight, that uh, this next man was the man who made Tony pick up a guitar.
didn't think I could have a tribute show to Tony Clarkin, the late Tony Clarkin, without playing the legendary Kingdom of Madness. And a live version of that, a fantastic live version that comes, it was recorded from uh, the 2014 Escape from the Shadow Garden tour, and it comes from the live Escape to the Shadow Garden album. I just think that's one of the best live versions they've ever recorded. Kingdom of Madness, an absolute classic. So we're having a tribute to Tony tonight, uh, playing a lot of his music with other things in between, such as this next band. This is She Burns Red.
from Drumstaggart to Bankhead from Flemington to Fernhill and across the southeast of Glasgow. This is Cam Glen Radio. 107.9 FM. Your voice. Your music. Your station.
Here Comes the Rain, the uh, title track of the last album that Magnum released uh, days after the sad passing of Tony Clarkin. Uh, excellent album it is. I played a track from it last week. I'll say that's the title track. And I will be playing it uh, in the coming weeks as well. A bit of a bittersweet, I think, release that one. And if it's to be the last Magnum album, it is a fantastic album. Absolute brilliant album. And I hope it does really well in the charts. I think it's doing really well in Europe at the moment uh, in the sales. And uh, it's selling well in the UK. It's just that all these young people with their downloads, etc., for all these other artists, uh, kind of keeping it in the kind of lower reaches, I believe, of the, the album charts, despite the fact that it's selling in great numbers. In fact, it's sold out the first run of it on Amazon and various other places. Celebration of Tony Clarkin tonight, first ever live guest on the show seven years ago. And uh, that's the second last track of The Man and His Music. For now, we go to an excellent AOR, AOR album, get the teeth going, called Circle of Friends, The Garden. And this features Tanya Rizkala. Love is tough. <laughs>
on it's tough by Tanya Rizkala from the Circle of Friends album. Well, we'll come to the end of another meander across the rock landscape. Our tribute to the late great Tony Clarkin. Keep saying it, first ever live interview on the show seven years ago. An absolute dream for somebody like myself who was a big fan of Magnum and Tony was one of my guitar heroes. I can't thank his daughter enough for setting up all those years ago and for ones after that. Uh, and I just can't believe, as I said earlier, we'll never see him on the stage again. But his music is there and it will live on. So I'm going to finish up with one last Magnum track tonight. Comes from an underrated album, Brand New Morning. But I think it's quite apt to be the last. This is the track, The Last Goodbye. Good night.